When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. So earlier, of course, uh, where Greg Alexander joins us uh, from right now, I can see him poised in the uh, Sydney studio of uh, SEN, and uh, we've got to have uh, him on the show because we've got to talk about uh, the Rugby League World Cup. The world's in World Cup mode at the moment with the, all of them going on around the world, but uh, seriously, uh, focus in the UK on uh, this important event. Uh, so, uh, Greg Alexander, Brandy, thanks so much for uh, giving us some time after your show this morning. Chat, Ian. Uh, great, great to see you. I think you, you need to water that plant sitting behind you, but uh, otherwise everything's good, mate. <laughs> Wife has one job, eh? One job in this whole studio. One job, mate. Uh, okay, actually, I will now that you think. But some, sometimes how you walk past something, you know, a hundred times a day and you don't notice it. Thank you for pointing that out, I'm, mate. I'm very observant. Uh, <laughs> you are. You're absolutely very observant. And you would have been observant uh, over uh, the result, I think, that's got us all uh, a little bit uh, bemused. It was uh, England beating uh, Samoa 60-6. to six. Didn't see that coming, mate. Absolutely stunned, Smitty. I, I could not believe it. I got up at quarter past three to get into Fox to uh, cover the Fiji uh, Kangaroos game, which was kicking off at, uh, at five 5.30. And uh, I was I was getting up as my 20-year-old son was getting home uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. And as he walked up the stairs, I said, I said, hey, good to see you, Braithy. Uh, I said, uh, how was your night? And he said, yeah, good, Dad. Uh, good. He said, you wouldn't believe it. He said, England beat Samoa 60 to 6. And I said, I thought he'd had too much to drink. I said, are you serious? And he said, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, he was making more sense than me at three o'clock in the morning, but I, I, I was stunned because when you had a look at the lineup, and I know they'd come in as favourites, Samoa, and for good reason, with the players, with the lineup that they had, uh, they probably deserved to be favourites. England had some injuries with a few key players not taking part in the World Cup. Everyone was thinking, wow, it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough World Cup for the home side, but it was a stunning performance. But as good as England were, uh, Samoa were, were, were worse than anyone thought that they could be, and that's put a lot of pressure on the coach, Matt Parrish. But I think some of the senior players, you know, deserve to be – they need to be accountable too. You can, you can blame the coach, but, you know, coaching – I think coaches get too much credit when sides win. I, I think they get criticised too much when sides lose. And there's some senior players in that Samoan lineup that have won grand finals, played in state-of-origin games – that need to be accountable as well. That was uh, that was a surprise for everyone. I don't know how we got it so wrong. Australia played their first game yesterday. Uh, Fiji Bati, of course, uh, in the end, that was uh, relatively comfortable at forty-two eight. What did you make of Australia's first hit out and uh, Fiji and and their first up effort? 
Yeah, look, I, I wasn't surprised that, that the Australians were a little bit clunky. Um, they haven't played together, uh, and that's how it looked. Uh, their effort was great. Defensively, they were very strong. I, I didn't think Fiji were ever going to be a match for Australia. Um, you knew that with the players that they had in their side, and uh, Api Korosau in at hooker, Viliami Kikau in the back row, and a, a number of other NRL players, that Fiji would be competitive to a point and then they would wear them down. And that's that's exactly what happened, Ian. Uh, Australia looked better as the half, the first half wore on and then they looked much better in the second half, scoring four tries in that second half. Uh, but it was still a little clunky and Mal admitted that Mal Meninga after the game said, you know, there's a bit to work on. They, they did what they were required to defensively and Fiji kick, scored two tries, both off kicks and uh, and the Kangaroos, uh, he said, will improve a lot with the ball. And, you know, we won't know until we get the sort of quarterfinal stage exactly what the best or the side that Mal thinks is the best side. And he's got some mm-hmm. decisions to make. There's there's a number of players that are givens and that they are they will be playing. You know the players that are the walk-up starts in the final when they get to the – or the when they get to the uh, the knockout stage of the tournament. Uh, but there's some spots up for grabs. Of course, the halfback debate has uh, been, you know, the the, the point of, uh, I think, contention for, for everyone is clearly the halfback is uh, DCE, who got the first crack at it. Will he be the halfback? There's combinations to think of. The Queensland combination, both hookers will be there. Cameron Munster will be the 5'8". Uh, who's the halfback that best suits the game of both those players? Uh, is it one of the best players in the comp, Nathan Cleary, or is it the man that played origin with them? So that's what Mal has to work out. Naturally, I think Cleary should be the half after the the two seasons that he's had in the NRL and his state of origin performances over the last couple of years. I know people want to say, well, Cherry Evans was better than him in origin, but uh, you know, a two-point win in game three, does that mean that, you know, you are a better player than the bloke that was on the losing side? I don't think so. Um, and then that will determine who plays lock. Now, Cameron Murray started at lock for Australia against Fiji, but you would think if Nathan Cleary is the half, Isaiah Yeo would be the starting lock. So mm. these, are the, these are the selection dilemmas that Mal has to work out. And, and um, I guess they're good dilemmas. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh there's a lot of debutants that he, he cracked into uh, in game one, so it'll be interesting to see now that we get, because he rested the the grand final players, didn't he? So it'll be interesting to see because it's not it's not as if you've got a long time to sort of formulate a side, is it? It's quite quick fire. Yeah, it is. It is, Ian, and, and they get a week's break between games. So and so you you really you know if you want to come up with your best side pretty quickly, and I think Mal needs to. So when when Australia plays Scotland early next, this Saturday, next Saturday morning, uh, those players that were rested for game one will all get a crack. Cleary will be there. Um, you know, Isaiah Yeo will come in. We'll have two new back rows. Liam Martin, another one of the grand finalists, will come into the back row. Regan Campbell-Gillard from the Eels will play in the front row. And um, you don't have much time. So I would be thinking after this game in Scotland, Mal needs to get to his best side quick, especially if it is new players and the new players that, that we've just mentioned. If it is Cleary, he, Cleary needs time on the field with Munster and Harry Grant and Ben Hunt as part of the, the Australian spine. So I, I think he needs to make his mind up pretty quickly and then keep the best players and keep his team on the field for the 
quarter quarterfinals leading into what will be the, the you know well the semi final between Australia and New Zealand is the final a week early I think whichever side wins that will go through and win win the World Cup um, you know that is, I said that earlier possibly the form of England means that you know it, this could be a great World Cup final but with the two strongest sides in the same side of the draw I think the final comes a week early. Mm, interesting that uh, and we of course had our f- first hit out this morning against the Michael Checker coached uh, Lebanon which is interesting in itself uh, we were uh, a little bit uh, shaky as well to begin with in the end got the job done efficiently I imagine you're on air most of that uh, anyway but uh, yeah I think I did have a, a look decent at that. enough start a yeah, decent I, enough I, start for us yeah I, I watched it and I, I thought and Joey Manu was awarded man of the match now if there has been a performance so far in the the five or six games that we've played in this World Cup, it was Joey Manu. Like, he, he was absolutely brilliant. And he played at fullback. There was a six-minute period in that second half where Manu scored a try and set up two others. And his individual try-in uh, is the individual try of the tournament so far. Uh, they scored 18 points in a six-minute period to get rid of uh, uh, Lebanon, and who were very competitive. I, I thought Lebanon, and Lebanon have got some, some good players in their lineup. So that was probably as hard a hit out, you know, for the two best teams. I, I think Lebanon might be able to cover Fiji if they came up against them, if they both get to the quarterfinals. Uh, so it was a good hit out for the Kiwis and a, and a good start for them. And I, I don't think that was Michael Maguire's best side that he, he could put on the park. Jerome Hughes still has to come back into it. And there's probably another couple of forwards. Moses Leota from Penrith. I think what he's done in the uh, in the NRL and certainly his game in the grand final, I'd have I'd have Moses Leota in your top 17, in the Kiwis' top 17. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think good start from the Kiwis. One of the, one of the hard things uh, about the format of this tournament, uh, as you say, about the best two sides perhaps being on the same side of the draw, is the other thing, because normally, Greg, when you go to World Cups, you like to build into it. Uh, as one of the favoured teams, so you'd like to be able to say, right, uh, we're progressing forward. But here we have now, New Zealand are going to play Jamaica and Ireland. Uh, I just wonder. I, I wonder about ma- maintaining intensity. Yeah, it makes it hard because I, I don't know, and, and I've been saying this about the Australians, Ian, where Mal says, you know, we'll see how these players go and, you know, they, they can put their hand up for selection in terms of, you know, which side I come up with that will play in the knockout end of the draw, but uh, very hard to tell, you know, when you're playing against sides that you will probably beat by 60 or 70 points. Um, You know, how much does it mean if you come up with three tries or four tries? Um, The intensity-wise will be difficult for those sides, for the the two sides. Australia play Italy, uh, Scotland, then Italy. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it, it... it's a pretty soft way to lead into the quarterfinals, and then all of a sudden they meet each other in the semifinal. So they have to build up pretty quick, and that's what I mean. They have to get to their best sides a week early. Because they meet each other in the semifinal, you want to be playing your last pool game and then the quarterfinal with your best team to meet New Zealand or vice versa for, for the Kiwis to meet Australia. Interesting one uh, coming up on Wednesday, which is a game I think uh, we'll all look at. Uh, it might have an even nature to it for a while as well. Tonga, of course, highly fancy Tonga, Papua New Guinea. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and the Tongans, after the performance of, uh, of Samoa, the Tongans will certainly fancy their chances. And, and Samoa and Tonga now might meet in a quarter final. And of course, Tonga are on the same side of the draw as Samoa and England. 
Uh, so you wouldn't think Samoa would finish top. on They won't finish top of their group. England will finish top of their group. Uh, and you would think that uh, the Tongans will finish top of their group, which means they'll meet Samoa in a quarterfinal. The Kummels will be, I, the Kummels will be competitive, but I, I, I can't see PNG matching, matching Tonga. Tonga are a, a powerhouse pack. Uh, they've got some great outside backs, so uh, it will be a good game for a while, but I, I'm expecting Tonga to finish on top of the, the PNG Kummels. Just getting back to the Australian uh, halfback position, uh, Greg, and I, I just wonder if you were looking at it and you looked at the kicking games, the two respective kicking games of Cleary and uh, Cherry Evans, and you, you bear in mind the dimensions of English football fields as such, would that be a factor in your selection? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I, and you're talking about the dead ball area being very yeah. skinny. Yeah, I look... Both players have very good kicking games. Both players have great long kicking games. Jerry Evans over the last decade has, I think, been one of the best 40-20 kickers. Um, Nathan Cleary's aerial attack on the back three of the opposition generally isn't done near the goal line, Ian. He, he throws the ball up around halfway, and so it's it's got no... You know, there's no danger of it going dead, or you know, not having a big enough in goal to work with, and they can they can very quickly uh, change what they do in the NRL to what they need to do over there, and that's keep the the ball away from the in goal area, keep it short of the try line. But Cleary is such an accurate kicker, and I can imagine the work that he would be doing over there in England now just trying to get him his, his own kicking game suited to the dimensions of the field over there. Don't, there's, there's no problem about, about him adjusting uh, the way he kicks to suit the fields. How's Fossey going over there? Has he, has he found a, a, a bitter or something that he likes? Well, I, I don't know. He, he's, he's, he, he likes the Nandos, and, and we, we, got a, we got a text. He, 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 he's, he's worried about packing on the KGs over there. He said last World Cup he was, he was over there in 2013, I think, and he said, I'm worried that I'll put on the 11 kilos that I did last time. So uh, I think Vossi's thinking more of food than drink, Ian, but uh, we did cross to him <laughs> at halftime in that game, and um, he's loving it. Uh, he's, uh, there's no one better to have at a World Cup in England, the home of rugby league, than Andrew Voss. I, I, and just before we finish, um, uh, Brandy, um, Manly without Diaz Hasler just doesn't sort of seem right. Well, it, it, it doesn't. And, but, you know, things in the <laughs> coaching in the NRL never ends nicely. doesn't matter what you've done with the club. doesn't matter who you are. And Des has already been through this in 2011 when he... When he when he jumped ship and, and joined the Bulldogs, um, you know, we saw it and, and everybody said, well, you know, it was handled badly. Things are never handled well. Like whenever there is a split at the top, whenever there is a coach that either walks or is pushed, uh, it's always played out in the media and, it, and it's always handled poorly. No one, I, I can't remember a time when, you know, people are saying, boy, they handled that really well, you know, like. Yeah, he's gone, and they've they've done it in such a way that it hasn't affected anyone. So, Manly without Des is strange, uh, and if it is Anthony Seabold who comes in, um, people are, you know, they can understand the way he exited Brisbane, which which was another one which ended poorly. Um, I think he can coach Anthony Seabold, um, and it it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and Desi's. 
a departure from Manly, I think there's still a little bit more to play out there in terms of legal action and depend and you know what he does, what he's entitled to. So we'll we'll, we'll keep following the the Des Manly story, but uh, you could see it only headed one way after the season and following the story. It was Des wasn't going to walk away from a contract money owed to him, and he mm-hmm. just. He pushed the Seagulls into the situation that they found themselves where they said, well, we're going to have to sack him, and that's exactly what they did. Greg Alexander, always great catching up to you, mate, especially after your show. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Um, and uh, we'll see as this Rugby League unfold, World Cup unfolds, uh, just what comes of it. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk again. Good on, you. Good on you, Smitty. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.